0: Hear.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about, Blue Ugly? It was like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it was all
1: static. Oh, come on. That's not what the recording sounds like. Oh, Get yes, out with it. Guarantee it will. Welcome to the podcast.
0: <laughs> I'm Manny. <laughs> and I'm Chase. And this is the Bear Ash Podcast. It is the Bear Ash Podcast, where we uh, smoke and review cigars of our liking. Mm, and today, it's one of our favorites. Mm, you got that right.
1: Now, I guess, to be fair, that would, like, infer that I already have a skewed opinion of the cigar, mm. saying that it's one of my favorites, so I'm probably going to review it favorably, right? That is
0: true, yes, you probably As would. As
1: opposed to a brand that I really hate everything of, and I go to try a new one, I'm probably already going to judge that one negatively.
0: Yes, I think you would. What are we smoking today, Chase? Well, Manny, we are smoking the Ligra Privada Number 9. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We did for any of our, you know, trusty um, listeners. (laughs) Sorry, I blanked on what word I was looking for. Uh, But for anyone who's been listening, you know, since the beginning, yeah, yeah, all all two of you, Manny and Manny's mom. Yep. um, I think our first episode was Aliga Pravada number nine, was it not?
1: You know, I wasn't going to bring it up because we'll probably delete it after this. (laughs) <laughs> oh, for sure. That's what an awful thing. Back. I mean, listen, I'm not saying this is a great podcast by any means. Yeah. However, <laughs> back then we didn't even like you couldn't even hear us talking. Mm-hmm. I think we were recording directly from our phones or we we're using the clean feed app at the time.
0: Uh, not even. We were just using the anchor app. Sorry, anchor. <laughs> but it sucked.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did suck. And then we moved on to clean feed, which is a way to like record uh, online conversations. And that was okay, but then we had connection issues. And that wasn't just between you and me. That had to do with clean feed.
0: Yep. Yeah, because you and I very rarely have connection issues. Yeah, we connect very well. <laughs> well. That's not what I meant. I meant we have good Wi-Fi. Oh, I'm hardwired in. Oh. That just got weirder. Well, it's the truth. Oh, yeah. So we are. So we decided to come back to the Liga Privada mainly because we really wanted to smoke one, and also uh, just to get rid of all evidence of how horrible, our at least one of our first few horrible episodes are. I mean, when I listen to these ones,
1: these are pretty embarrassing for me. But I'm I refuse to listen be, yeah. to that. Yeah, I refuse
0: to listen to the first one. Yeah. Oh my! This cigar, Manny, is delicious. So,
1: I'm smoking the Liga number 9 Corona Viva, yes, which is are. a 6-inch by 46 ring gauge. Uh, you and I, Chase, and another friend, we'll call him Dustin, Ooh. Uh, went in on
0: a box of these. And I
1: think I got maybe one or two more after this. Um, mm. And so these have been sitting for about a year and a half, right? Maybe a year?
0: Uh, yeah, the one that you are smoking has been sitting for about a year. It is awesome. So, the Liga Pravada number no.
1: nine, um, I got a story to tell about the Liga Provada number no. nine in just a little bit, but uh, one of my favorite cigars. It's a sweet cigar overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really dark wrapper. It's very oily, so oily that your spit doesn't even absorb into the wrapper. It like beads up uh, where the cap is. Yep. So, it's impossible. Well, I'm sure you could if you really wanted to, but it's not going to get like sopping wet. on the end but that just shows how oily the wrapper is
0: yeah oh and you can i i feel like i could even taste that in the cigar the oil or your spit the oil yeah yep it just has a different flavor these ligas are in my mind these wrappers are known for their oiliness now it's not
1: it's not too strong but Probably not a cigar I'd give someone who doesn't smoke cigars or is trying to get into them.
0: Mainly because you'd be wasting your money.
1: Well, maybe if they had a really good taste, you wouldn't. But at the (laughs) same time, it's like right on the border of. Like I remember, I remember having one a long time ago when I wasn't that into cigars, and it was like, it was pretty strong for me back then. Like I hung in there, I was a champ, and I enjoyed it. But uh, you got to have just a little bit of tolerance for nicotine i think or know what you're getting into a little bit
0: yeah i definitely put it at a me. i wouldn't go medium to full i'd put it at a medium personally
1: okay um, okay
0: and i do have to say what manny, would you put it at professionally uh, i'd put it at a medium to full okay but personally i put it at a medium got it yeah um my fir- <laughs> i don't even know what we were just talking about so my first introduction though manny to the of provider huh. was you Um, And I had never had one before. I knew a little bit about Drew Estate, because it is a Drew Estate cigar. Um, But uh, ever since, I I mean, it's one of my favorite lines, is the Liga Privada lines. Well, going
1: back to when I first tried this, by the way, um, I'm already like, one of my favorite things to pair with this is coffee. Ooh. Um, And I'm going to switch from a bourbon to a coffee liqueur in just a moment. But until then... I'm remembering when I first had, when i had not heard of Liga Pravada, and I wasn't really aware of uh, like Drew Estate or all that they had acquired at the time. I was actually on a cruise, the only cruise I ever went on uh, with my wife back before we had kids. First and last after all this COVID. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Sorry, just keeping it going here. Uh, so we were on a cruise. Beautiful setting, and I brought my humidor, and on that trip, I learned not to put your humidor in your checked baggage. Yes. Because your travel humidor will vacuum seal shut. (laughs) (laughs) I did get it open with a very big screwdriver. Um,
0: But yeah, anyway, we were on the cruise, and my, my... Hey, hey, really quick, hold on to that thought. But what were those, remember those cigars that were like flat? What were those? You're talking about the Javas? Were those Javas? Those are disgusting. Those like wafer cigars. Yeah, I, that, that's all I can think about when you tell the story. Is that you're? Why? Seeing, I mean, in my mind, because you just say they vacuum sealed your humidor, I just, I mean, I know it didn't happen. <laughs> oh, you see, you but, picture the cigars being squished? Yeah, they're all just flat like those nasty little <laughs> wafer cigars we used to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, no, they, go ahead.
1: They were all fine. Um... You can vacuum seal cigars. But uh, Max uh, is uh, a relative through my wife, and he's he's a terrific guy, a French chef, amongst other things. And at the time, he was really into cigars, so much so that he talked about smoking cigars at a club so much that he could, he could feel the cigars coming out of the pores on his face, mm. which kind of grossed me out a little
0: bit. It sounds delicious. Uh,
1: But he, he, I was going to, I was going to, you know, I had some pride in my collection at the time and I was going to give him something. He said, no, 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 no. I want you to try this one. And he handed me it. And it was the, like the Bellicoso of the Liga Pravada number 9. And it was kind of a simple looking band and it wasn't, wasn't very colorful. I was like, "Yeah, I'll give it a try. You know, Max knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um. I don't run into a lot of people that give me good cigar advice. I'll say that much. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's taking a leap of faith, trusting someone else to say, you're going to love this. Actually, he didn't even say that. He just said, I want you to have this one. So I took it, and I lit it. And as the conversation was progressing with myself and a few other family members, I was like, this is awesome. And I noticed like my spit was beating up, and I could even see the oil beating up in the ash, like little balls of oil that were being burned. And it was so good, and I was about a third of the way through, and I was like, "Max, what is this?" He's like, "Oh, that's a Liga Provider number 9.
0: Oh, no, yeah. And I
1: was like, "This," I said, "This is amazing." He's like, "Yeah." I was hoping you'd notice. He's like, "That's a really good cigar. I'd, I'm glad you enjoyed it." So that was my first time trying a Liga Provider number nine. I'll never forget it. And since then, I've smoked—I uh, wouldn't say quite a few, but
0: uh, I'd say you've probably smoked quite a few since then. <laughs> uh. Under fifty. Oh, all right, all right, fine. All right. Mm. Oh well, Manny, I cheated a little bit here. Um, I mean, we're in a committed relationship. <laughs> well, maybe not after you hear this. Uh oh. Um. I mean, I didn't. I'm still smoking a Liga Pravada number nine, but I'm not smoking the same ones that we had ordered. Oh my god! Um, I decided when we talked about doing a number nine episode that I would dig into a little treat that I have in my humidor or had. It is currently in my hand, burning away. Um, but a good buddy of mine um, gifted me one of these probably about two years ago, and it's the uh, Liga Privada number nine box press, uh, the Corona cigar exclusive. Oh my god! The Orlando Corona um, cigar. I don't know if it's a shop or outlet or oh my god, whatever it is. Um, I've actually never been there myself. Um, I've just heard a lot about it, but yeah. So I'm smoking the box press, which uh, I believe is six inches by a fifty ring gauge, but it is a box press.
1: Oh my goodness! And I've heard a lot about this cigar from you primarily, but mm. it has excited me to hear how this was. It is delicious. Um, I'm going to ask you what you taste so far, but while you're answering the question, I'm going to go out and get the bacon from the smoker.
0: Go get that bacon. Okay. No, I'm coming in now. I just made it back in the park. No. I just
1: needed to get my bacon.
0: Nope.
1: The bacon's
0: just got to cool down. You got to get your priorities straight, man. All right, I'm back. See, we just had a whole conversation that no one else heard.
1: Oh, most of it was you puffing on a cigar and talking about flavors. Mm. I could hear you through the phone. I just had to step away from the recorder for a minute. You gotta get your priorities straight, man. So, how would you? So, you've had a few league of number nines. How would you like? What differences does the box press make?
0: Um, honestly, I don't know. I mean, this cigar seems a little smoother, but I don't think it has anything to do with the box press. It could be just the fact that there's not a date on this for when this was released as an exclusive. I know they started, I think, releasing these as, as an exclusive at Corona Cigar Company in 2014. So it could be anywhere from, you know, five years old, six years old to, you know, Two, because I got it two years ago, you know? So it could be that it's just mellowed out quite a bit since that time. Um, but it's delicious. And this does seem smoother. And once again, I, have, I don't think that has anything to do with the box press. That wouldn't smooth out the cigar's flavor and strength. But, uh, I, I mean, you asked before, my professional opinion was, I definitely would put this now at, at just a medium cigar. Because, you know, I'm such a professional.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Like, I would not put this at a medium to full.
1: All right, take it easy, all right. I will not. (laughs) All right, I said take it easy. By the way, the bacon I just pulled off the
0: smoker smells amazing. Well, I hope it was worth it to destroy this episode of this podcast.
1: Oh, it's destroyed? Yes. I'll destroy
0: you. All right. Oh. Oh, so what do you got there, Manny, besides bacon and your cigar? How, How are you feeling about this smoke?
1: Um, well, so this is the Corona Viva. Like I said, it's a six inch by forty six ring gauge, not quite as girthy as yours. Um, but it's very good. I hope to in the near future buy some more Liga number no. nines. Maybe a different shape and size might be fun.
0: Yes. You have you had the flying pig? Uh no, I have not. I feel like that's where I've noticed the most change in the flavor profile is by smoking the Flying Pig. In a good way? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little more powerful, I feel like. Um, Aren't those a lot more, though? <laughs> like money? Uh, not really. I mean, they're roughly the same prices. What you are going to pay individually for that? Okay. Yeah. So, there you
1: go. So, if I were to pick out some flavors... Before we get into reading some stuff, I would say definitely coffee. Yes, um, this would also good good go well with a dark chocolate. I guess you could pick that out, um, and just kind of that sweet raisiny tobaccoy flavor. And, yeah, that's what that. You know, I say is. sweet. It's not. It's not like a like an infused cigar or anything, but uh, it's just a really really dark. You can tell that the tobacco leaves have a lot of sugar in them. Yeah. Uh, this is awesome. One of my favorite cigars. If if not, I I would say the Liga number nine and in, in a few different variations has got to be in the top top four or five.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that. Where are you with me on that? I I'd, I'd, I'd put it in the top. I'd put it in the top three.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. Okay. I'd
1: go that far. Yeah, you go farther than that especially if you buy a
0: dinner. Well, I'm I'm talking specifically about my cigars, Manny.
1: Me too. <laughs> All right. Oh, so
0: So, well, hey, I, like a, I do have a like review here. Noise. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't. It was more of an awkward uh, uh. <laughs> Yep, that, that was it. Uh, so, hey, I do have a little info here And a little bit of a review Sure um, I, I'm not often excited about reading reviews To be honest It's more like, oh, this is going to be humorous Or this is going to be stupid This is going to be funny But this one I'm actually a little bit excited to read about um, So this is from The Blind Man's Bluff Or actually, it's just Blind Man's Bluff I'm sorry I feel like we've read those I'm sorry, right it's Blind before. Man's Puff um, We have read uh. some of their reviews before um, but this one is a blind cigar review on the Drew Estate League of Provider number 9. Okay. Which I think is kind of a fun idea. Like, you kind of said, like, your opinion on the cigar is going to be a little biased because you love it so much. Um, to where if someone handed you the cigar without you knowing it was a cigar, what would your opinion be, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, a little info on the cigar. The wrapper is Connecticut Broadleaf. Um, binder is Brazilian Montefina. The filler is Honduran and Nicaraguan Cuban seed, um, and it is out of uh, La Gran Fabrica, Drew Estate. The blender of this cigar, which I didn't actually know, was Jonathan Drew. So he blended it himself? That's what it says. Is that true? That's what it says. If it's true, I'm impressed. Yeah, so what I liked about this review is that it was, once again, it was blind. So these gentlemen... Did not know what they were smoking. Um, I believe there is one, two, three, four people reviewing the cigar. Um, I will not get into who exactly is reviewing it because that does not matter whatsoever. Um, Very clean appearance. Nice dark Maduro wrapper with even coloring. Um, Clearly quality tobacco. Nice double cap. That's really fat. Um, Another gentleman goes into the aroma of the cigar. Spicy and peppery. Um, this is all before they actually lit it. So they had a cigar that did not have a label on it, and then they went to town. Uh, okay. Nice cocoa and caramel flavors dominated the third. This third also offers some nice balanced blasts of pepper to keep it interesting. Ooh. The, first third, the first third settles in with some pleasant chocolate and caramel notes and a grassy finish. Um, the stick is really cranking into high gear now. big and bold and exceptionally peppery and very rich I almost wish I had been able to do this in the evening with a dark coffee and a splash of grappa what's grappa
1: that's the uh, it's a distillate that you get from making like stems and leaves of the grapevine you make a wine and then you run that through the still to get grappa
0: you throw a splash of that in coffee?
1: You could if you're Portuguese or Italian. Making some grappa. Hmm. All I, right. That'd be weird in a coffee, I guess, yeah, unless you're an that's, alcoholic.
0: That's what I'm thinking. There's a lot, there's a lot better alcohols you could throw in a coffee that would pair well with this cigar. Um, Here is one of the other gentlemen. I'm definitely a fan of full-bodied complex cigars, and this one doesn't disappoint. The strength has kicked it up a notch, and the flavors seem to get even better. At this point, the flavors of paprika, raisin, and mace. The spice, not the spray. Not the (laughs) wrapper? Not not even the wrapper. Dance (laughs) on the palate. The retrohale leaves notes of pumpkin and anus-like flavors.
1: Anus flavors? Anus. (laughs)
0: Apparently he's tasted some anus in that one, yeah. The ash (laughs) has held strong up to this point. Yeah. Since its initial lighting, the pepper is up and down, but blends well with the woodsy tasting tobacco. Coffee is still the dominant flavor, but does have hints of leather with a f- with it every few puffs. There we go. Sorry, the the article broke up that last sentence with an ad in the middle. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, their flavors aren't off too much, besides the anus. <coughs>
1: Yeah, I definitely don't taste that, and I would know.
0: Mm. So, um Oh, you really
1: like licorice? I love licorice actually. Yeah. So this is uh smoking really licorice? slow. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if you're if I'm dividing this into thirds, which seems to be the popular thing to do when you're reviewing a cigar, I'm maybe just finishing the first third or just almost to it. Yeah.
0: I'm probably about the same point.
1: Or maybe time is just going really slow for me right now.
0: That might be it Either too, way. man. You know, being quarantined, things start to do that. Oh yeah. Dude, Not this guy's got a picture of his cigar, by the way. I think that he's yeah, he's smoking a robust a Robusto. Um, but he's got all the way to the they do have a band on it, but just a band with a number. So whoever is dealing out these cigars can remember what cigar he gave everyone. But uh but he's maybe got two inches left in the cigar and the entire length of the cigar is just ash that held strong on there (laughs) it's a nice solid ash i've done that when you hold the cigar
1: vertically and you just smoke it you know like facing up the whole time so the ash can't go anywhere yeah but i don't know how people do it when it's like the whole cigar and it's laid out or they're holding it to the side i think a big part of that is just the cigar itself I think it's Photoshop mostly. Oh, yeah? so what you think it is? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now that you mention it, that, that ash does look a little Photoshopped.
1: It's like the trout
0: picture I sent you earlier today. It's Yeah? Was that Photoshopped? Yeah. You just made your friend there look really small while he was holding it? Mm-hmm. Or did he just do
1: the holdout
0: where you hold it like, you know, arm's length in front of you?
1: Yeah, so you're standing in front of a camera to take a picture, and you hold your arm all the way out so the fish looks like Godzilla in a miniature scene. <laughs> uh, I, have, uh, I have some reviews here I could read if you really want. Yeah, go ahead. You know, go ahead. All right. Well, this one's uh, from Dave Burke. Ooh. <clears throat> who, let's see, gives a lot of facts about the cigar that he's smoking. The wrapper, the Connecticut Broadleaf Maduro, the binder, Brazilian Matafina, and the filler, Honduran-Nicaraguan. Um, he says, the burn starts, starts out right on point. There is enough resistance to ensure that you do not burn through the cigar too quickly, but it is smooth and puts out a large amount of smoke. Furthermore, the draw remains consistent throughout the smoke. The burn is a bit uneven, and it can it can become jagged at times. Ooh. However, the burn itself does not have a negative impact on the smoking experience. I made some minor corrections throughout the smoke, but that was more due to the due to personal preference as opposed to necessity.
0: Wasn't that boring, Chase? I was really worried for a minute there. I'm glad it was just for personal preference. <laughs> Let me skip. To Thank you for else. clarifying that, sir.
1: Yep. Yep. So he talks about, uh, okay, first, third. The Liga Pravada number 9 is such a sought-after cigar, the first third comes out with unique flavors and complexity that is difficult to find in most cigars. At the core, the Liga Pravada is rich and earthy cigar with notes of coffee and molasses going in and out of the
0: finish. I could see molasses being a good description for that sweetness. Mm Mm-hmm. I'll give them that. It's, It's... it's it's poorly written, but his
1: words are are like good descriptors so far. It's like if we wrote a review. <laughs> if you wrote a review, dude, every time you post on Instagram, there's at least one misspelling or typo. Well,
0: good thing or not I've... not 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 post on Instagram when you post an episode. <laughs> well, it's a good thing there's at least a week before anyone even listens to an episode. I have some time to clean it up. Yeah, just me and my mom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So then he gets into, as the first third progresses, a sweet baker's spice develops, which balances well with the richer, more earthy molasses flavors. Baker's. He's spice. not. Com- he- I don't know what he's talking Is about. Is that the mace? But <laughs> maybe the wrapper. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If I had twenty-four hours to live, are you thinking just of chance? Think, the wrapper. Where would you go?
0: Who would you do? <laughs> You should probably not quit your day job. (laughs) Which is country music for anyone who's wondering.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, second third. Flavors of earth, tobacco, molasses, and chocolate hints continue in the second third. Complex flavors aside, the core flavor you come away with is one of fine-aged tobacco. Ooh. The third really celebrates the tobacco, and the essence of the tobacco is not overpowered by strength. On a philosophical level, I appreciate the respect and belief in tobacco. Steve Saka lets the tobacco stand on its own and created a blend that lets the tobacco shine. Oh. That's that's what I think of that. And this apparently says Steve Saka is responsible for this, no?
0: Um, it was Steve cre-
1: Saka and Drew Estate embarked on a cigar project when they created the Liga Pravada line. So, so not specifically,
0: but he, so based, he gives credit to Steve Saka based on my research here, Manny. Uh, first of all, Liga Pravada translates to private blend. The blend, the blend was originally created for at the time, Drew Estate CEO, Steve Saka is originally blended for his own personal use, not for sale.
1: Oh, so Jonathan Drew was the blender, but it was
0: blended for Steve Sacco. That's what, it's, that's, that's what I'm reading here.
1: Okay, okay. One you other know, thing so- that I think
0: is good to mention, by the way, and this is not just the number nine, this is all Liga Privada cigars, is that they are aged a full year before offered for sale. So when you get and a Liga even- Privada cigar, the claim is that it is ready. I mean, some people would just smoke any cigar they just buy anyway, but I personally like to allow my cigars to rest in the humidor before I smoke them um but they say this one is ready to go when you buy it it's already been aged a year in their humidor in nicaragua i'm not
1: i'm not calling them liars but i will say if you buy a box of Liga number nines it benefits from letting them sit from the box that we bought there's only one that i didn't like and that was the first one because i smoked it like a week after we got them yeah after maybe three months they were all terrific But just letting them sit outside of the box in your humidor does them a great service. Even if they've already aged a year.
0: So what you're saying is the magic number is more like 15 months.
1: Well, I don't know. Because are they saying they let them age in the boxes for a year? Uh, Yep. So then I would say they need to come out of the boxes and then age in a humidor open for several months. Let them breathe, baby. Yeah, let them puppies breathe. Let them out. Let them out. All right, I'm almost done with this terrible review.
0: Hmm. I was um, hoping by changing the... the subject, I would have helped you along with that.
1: No, I'm going back to it. I'm finishing this. <laughs> as the second third comes to an end, a lovely syrup Aww. sweetness develops in the cigar. Ooh. This sweet note acts as a nice bridge between the second and final third. Both the cigar's strength and body really amp up in this final third. Subtle chocolate, baker spice, and sweet flavors make way for hearty tobacco and earth flavors. Ooh. Even though this third lacks the complexity evident in the previous two-thirds, the flavor it does deliver are well done. Ooh. This His grammar is really bad. Um, the cigar keeps it... <laughs> The cigar keeps it shape well, and you can smoke it all the way down. Mm. Okay, well, he scores it uh, a 93. Oh, out of uh, 94, I think. Oh, wait, he scored each third a different number. Oh. So the, (laughs) the first third got a 95, the second third got a 94, and the... The third third got a ninety three. So it got worse? Apparently, and he never gave his scale, so I'm assuming it's out of a
0: hundred, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. Oh, I do have to say I didn't I never told you what I was pairing with the cigar, Manny. No, you did not? And um a lot of folks that are into bourbon might judge me for this. But uh I have refound my love for Jack Daniels. Wow. Getting and- violent?
1: Pardon? Are you getting violent? Are feeling amped
0: up? <laughs> feeling on testosterone? Yeah, I put on a waif beater. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like uh, for a while, I, uh, I just used Jack Daniels as a good mixing drink. You yeah, know, throw it in there with some Coke. Um, but uh, it was, I guess, this past January when I was in Florida, I just, for the first time in a long time, drank Jack Daniels straight up. I was like, this is actually really good. So I thought it would be a good pairing because the sweetness of it would kind of pair well with the cigar.
1: I can see that. I'm not as much of a fan of Jack Daniels as I am of Jim Beam. I think because it's one of those things where one time I had too much Jack Daniels, and then it kind of makes me feel sick sometimes.
0: Yeah. I remember probably, I don't know, 10 years ago, my dad talked so much about how he hated bourbon. And he couldn't stand bourbon, and bourbon was disgusting and it turns out that it was all because when he was in high school, he drank way too much bourbon and got sick and ever since then, yep, so like forty years went by <laughs> he was like that stuff sucks so uh so thankfully i've I've helped him I feel like I've helped him on his path to reloving bourbon
1: um. I took a couple of pictures of my cigar for Instagram, but I realized my hands are filthy. Oh, gross! Because I, I was fishing. All, <laughs> I was fishing all day, and then they're just full of charcoal and oh, all manual the manual labor. In my hands. <laughs> Manuel labor, thank you.
0: <laughs> well, my hands hey, are not in wanna, my
1: pictures, so. Yeah, there's other things in there. <laughs> do you want to hear the news article that I have pulled up?
0: Yeah, shoot, man. Literally. Um, no, I mean, you probably might make someone nervous if you start firing off shots. All right. Especially during quarantine. Yeah, they'll think that you got, you got sick of your family or something. All right. So, <laughs> I'm I forgot
1: what this article was. I just clicked on the link that I had in my notes. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so, I'm in New York State. Yes. And unfortunately... Um, a lot of what happens in New York state is associated with New York city.
0: Yes. I've seen, which, I've seen the posts on Facebook that, uh, that some people say New York and they think this, but this is where I live. Oh,
1: I don't, I don't post that on Facebook.
0: Please, <laughs> okay. but Just throwing that out there. Um,
1: but, uh, I mean, if there was a war within New York state, like a civil war just within New York state, I think, um. New York City would lose pretty quick against the rest of New York, I'm just saying. But um anyway, in New York City, amidst all of this, I don't know if you've heard about it Chase, the coronavirus, I think they're calling it. Oh, really? Yeah, believe it or not, it's a type of flu, is and that it's when really you, bad and is that when you drink? you're not allowed to work if you have a white collar job. Oh, really? <laughs> that's yeah. con- that's convenient <laughs> for a lot of people. <laughs> so anyway, be- <laughs> because of because of this um, and the, the ordinances put in place that you're not to leave your home for unnecessary reasons or, and you have to wear a mask in public at all times, yeah. New York City decided to put up a hotline <laughs> to ask people to tattle and snitch on those around them, to take a picture and text it to the hotline. Oh, the New um, York City snitch line. For violating social distancing rules. So I have, I have an article from one of my favorite newspapers in the world, the New York Post, <laughs> which is basically a comedic tabloid that has been around for like fifty years. So of course, if you were the New York City Mayor, I do I do uh, have DeBlasma, to I do
0: have to say something, Manny. And okay, I, and I know that we try not to get political on this podcast, so mm-hmm. I don't mean this in a political way. Before a mayor and a governor. Who have been accused of mafia ties. <laughs> I think the worst thing to do is to create a snitch line.
1: <laughs> oh, man. What better way to turn brother against brother than let them <laughs> snitch on each other for not wearing masks? It's like Mob 101 so, right there. <laughs> so, yeah. So, they set up this hotline, which was, I guess, through 311. Let me read you this New York Post article. Now, this is the New York Post. So, I'm not saying anything that can't be published in the public news. Okay? Keep that but in mind. But we are going to try and keep it clean. Correct? Correct. It's the New York Post, man. I'm just reading the article. All right, all right, all right. So this was the the title is, De Blasio's social distancing tip line flooded with penis photos, Hitler memes. Oh gosh. <laughs> Mayor Bill de Blasio's critics let him know how they really felt about him ordering New Yorkers to snitch on each other for violating social distancing rules by flooding his new tip line with crank complaints including, quote, dick pics and people flipping the bird, the Post has learned. (laughs) Photos of extended middle fingers, the mayor dropping the Staten Island groundhog, and news coverage of him going to the gym have all been texted (laughs) to a special tip line that de Blasio announced Saturday – uh, and posted on Twitter. One user sent the message, quote, We will fight this tyrannical overreach unquote, to the service and got an automated message that, in part, said, Hello and thank you for texting New York C- or NYC 311. One message said, F you, <laughs> along with a meme showing Adolf Hitler with the words, To those turning in your neighbors and local businesses, you did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite ones. And then uh, other profane messages included a photo of a bowl of gummy candies in the shape of male genitalia and a sign (laughs) saying, Eat a bag of dicks. Oh,
0: it's not immediately clear.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's not immediately clear whether any of the posters actually lived in New York City. (laughs) Yeah, but most likely they did. This sounds like something New Yorkers would do. Oh, man. And Bill de Blasio has been caught out in public, like, walking all over the place. So people <laughs> have been sending pictures of him to his own hotline. <laughs> <laughs> Reporting him. <laughs> an NYPD source said that, quote, Dick pic photos of real penises have also been texted to 311 oh, and caller and caller phoned in a tip that de Blasio was seen performing oral sex on someone <laughs> in an alleyway behind a 7 <laughs> Someone said, quote, he looked at me and <laughs> coofed in my direction, sending a photo of Bill de Blasio on a computer screen. Oh, gosh. <laughs> the city has begun vetting everything before dispersing the information to precincts. <laughs>
0: How long was that hotline up for?
1: Uh, a weekend. One weekend.
0: <laughs> what a worse time. And they had to take to it down. <laughs> There's already plenty of people with plenty of time on their hands right now. Never mind on the weekend. Someone,
1: someone took a someone took a Hitler mustache and put it on Bill De Blasio's face, <laughs> and sent it to the hotline. Said I saw this man
0: coughing on people in public. <laughs> oh, I feel like it's the only appropriate thing to do in this situation. You know. <laughs> <coughs> oh. Uh, I wonder if anyone else, if there's any other cities or states that have done something similar and had a similar reaction. I've
1: heard of other snitch lines, but that's the best so far. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that's it for the article, Manny? Uh, <laughs> that's it for the New York Post. <laughs> well, I do have... I mean, it's not an article. It's more of a topic that I thought we could... Um, I don't even know if it's worth discussing, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Um, I thought that one thing that maybe we could have discussed was uh, the topic of how coronavirus has maybe affected the cigar industry. Oh, um, yeah. But when typing that into Google, besides, like, two articles from Cigar Aficionado that did that literally gave no information whatsoever. Um, what? Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> They're just filled with ads. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the most common thing that came up were all of these websites and groups of people who apparently are demanding tobacco companies to cease the production of tobacco products and saying that this is a perfect time um, for them to do the right thing. Not the right thing, but the right thing. Oh, not R-E-I-C-H? Nope, just right. <laughs> okay. Um, but in these, it goes to explain why not only should tobacco companies be shutting down uh but federal and local state government should now be banning smoking in any public areas um key word there is public areas where you should be able to do what you want but uh, anyways they that 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 is i mean and I, when i say like i'm not talking like there's like one article or one website there's like websites dedicated to this cause Um, The other thing that they are strongly recommending is that all businesses, such as bars, entertainment establishments, I can only assume they're referring to strip joints, um, and uh, casinos, but basically any establishment that allows smoking indoors, that now is the time to ban all smoking indoors. (laughs) They literally go on in one of these. And once again, I mean, every single one of these websites is like, at least like 5,000 words just to get into this. But one goes on to uh, talk about the fact that secondhand smoke is also so harmful. And they literally are talking about how here are the numbers of coronavirus, but here are the numbers of people who die for secondhand smoke. But then they say around 100 deaths are caused every year in the United States due to secondhand smoke, (laughs) which I'm like, that doesn't even compare to coronavirus, eh? How could you be? Wait, how could they determine that secondhand
1: smoke was the cause of death? Um, I don't know. Someone dies. Said, Did anyone ever smoke near them? They worked in like a smokehouse, smoking meat all day, and just
0: died on the job it's from asphyxiation. It's the same people that are putting the numbers together in New York City for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyways, uh, I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> that that's That's what came up under my search. All right, Yeah, there were not very much. I mean, there were a couple of articles about companies that have had to close down factories. Um, there, were also, there was also an article about companies that have refused to close down their factories despite... Were you talking about cigar companies, like tobacco companies? Tobacco companies and specifically cigar companies um, to where... They were more so talking about the countries where cigar companies are um, and saying how those countries have not stopped like those companies from producing tobacco products such as cigars, even though some of their rollers have tested positive. Oh, my gosh. Yep. I heard coronavirus
1: can live on a tobacco leaf for three years. That's what I heard. Good thing mine's about four
0: (laughs) years old. (laughs) (laughs) So there wasn't a ton of information of how the coronavirus has affected the tobacco industry specifically. Although I do I have read articles over the past couple of weeks about how sales in tobacco in general mainly cigarettes are just as high as ever.
1: Um speaking as high as ever, there's a <laughs> I want to say 25% increase in non-fatal overdoses in Monroe County here in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, people are doing a lot of drugs. Yeah, getting through this. Yep. And um I will say if you know, I think a good thing to put out there for um, if you're buying cigars right now during this apocalypse, if you want to get rid of the coronavirus on your cigars from those rollers licking your cigars that have tested positive, when you buy a box, here's what I've been doing. You spray it down with bleach. You spray the cigars themselves down with bleach, and you just wipe them off and yes, let them dry like that in your humidor <laughs> yeah, with a wet bleach rag. And then set them in your humidor and seal it up for like a good two weeks with all your other cigars. Yeah, you
0: also should use essential oils in that process too. Which ones do you think would be good for that? Um, eucalyptus, yeah, perhaps? probably.
1: That's probably the best option. A little lavender. Yeah, just dab, your, dip your cigars in
0: eucalyptus oil, <laughs> in bleach. You <laughs> should be fine. Yeah, I heard actually, what you should do is send it to my address. Um and, and I'll I'll make sure there's no COVID in it. <laughs> okay. That's, What's your address? That's what you should. No, you can send it to my address. Oh okay. yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Um I have something that I didn't tell you I had. And Uh-oh. it's not a disease or okay. anything like that. Close call there. Yeah, I know. Um it's it's an audio file and it's it's a recording of me. Snoring um, on a turkey hunting trip after having smoked a very large cigar and having consumed two sticks of pepperoni and oh, uh, a lot, a lot of Woodford Reserve or Wood Woodford Reserve. What is that called? Yep, no, you got it right. Okay, you want to hear it? I would love to hear it. So my friend Eric was very upset with me for snoring on the top bunk for so long. That was. I was pretty drunk, and I actually did jump off the top bunk and scared everyone at night because I thought I was on the first floor, or like the bottom bunk, and I wasn't. (laughs) Here's me snoring.
0: You're a pretty light snorer. Is something supposed to be playing right now? Do you not hear it? No. (laughs) Oh.
1: (laughs) Okay, never mind. (laughs) Wow, I was going to say, Eric was mad about that? It sounds like I can barely breathe. I I tried to turn up the the volume. It might not be playing on here. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe I'll have to edit that out. Only time will tell. We're at 46 minutes. (laughs) Anyway, I sounded so sick. Like, I don't know if I need a CPAP machine or maybe I just shouldn't drink so much and eat all
0: that pepperoni. (laughs) But uh, And Woodford? It sounded really bad. Uh, Yeah, I, I mean, all right. First off, I'm about to say this. And as I'm about to say it, I realize how incredibly gay it sounds. But... You've slept next to me enough times to know my snoring. <laughs> you know, on camping trips. Um hiking sure, trips. Sure. Camping trips. Yeah, uh hunting trips. Um but uh but to my knowledge, I only snore when I sleep on my back. Um and that's according to my wife. So And you're never on your back when I'm around. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not see that one coming? Oh, (laughs) Um, but anyways um i i have more recently it's funny because people i was just recently on a zoom call with some folks that i know from our church and they were all talking about how they've been having a hard time sleeping during this coronavirus time and i felt a little guilty because i mean yeah obviously this is a stressful time and everyone's stuck in their house with their kids and they're spouse whom i love very much but sometimes to be stuck with someone you know to be stuck with someone for a long period of time it's like okay we need we need some space um and yeah people are you know possibly losing jobs and having to lay people off and so yes i guess i guess i i get that it's a stressful time but i feel like i've been sleeping great (laughs) like in all honesty i feel like i've been sleeping better over the past like month than i have in a while um, but because of that, um, I also feel like I've been going to bed a little earlier and I feel like I've had more experiences to wake myself up snoring. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so anyways, the other night I did wake myself up snoring and I, and I do have to say I jumped out of bed cause I scared myself. <laughs> there was a oh, long way for me to time. tell that story. I literally jumped up like, what the hell? And I was like, oh, it was, <laughs> it was just me snoring. <laughs>
1: Yeah, cigars will definitely make me snore more. Like, if I have one right before going to bed, um, I'll be snoring a lot. And if I drink, I'll definitely be snoring more.
0: Yeah, for me, cigars definitely will do it because it just dries me out. Like, the next morning, I just got a bunch of dry boogers in there. You got to eat that yogurt, get rid of all that uh, aftertaste. (laughs) That's, That's what you keep saying, but it hasn't worked for me yet. You don't believe me. You haven't yet shown me proof or, like, a study. There's, uh, do you think there's going to be a study on that? I don't know. I mean, some Right now, during be these nice times? Because I... <laughs> why not? During these political times? <laughs> this politically charged environment we're in. <laughs> oh, my. Man, this cigar is... Uh, I'm just noticing our time. This cigar is lasting, huh? Yeah, so mine too. Where are, I'm about halfway right now. Yeah, I'm probably about the same. I just took my band off, because this cigar does have a double band on it. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So, it gets a little, a little further down the shaft than the average uh, Liga Privada number 9. I really have to pee.
1: But that means I have to step away from the mic again. That means oh, you're going to be you're. stuck trying to talk by yourself. You're a
0: horrible host. You're the one editing this, so. <laughs> yeah, so? <laughs> so, that, so, that means there's more work for you.
1: I'll just mute you. All right. So, let's see. Uh, By the way, I switched up what I said I was going to be pairing this with. I said I was going to switch to a coffee moonshine. Yeah. Instead, I went with a beer. Oh, nice. What beer did you go with? Sloop Brewing Fantastic Voyage New England IPA. Nice. It's derishish. Brewed with malted wheat, flaked oats, and citra cryo. German amarillo and cashmere hops. Hmm. What is cashmere hops? I don't know, but it sounds soft. It does
0: sound very soft.
1: <laughs> I have some hops growing in my lawn. I think they're uh I think they're cascade hops I have growing. Hmm. oh man, it's great. I, I I would put it at a, like a medium to full at this point. Now that I'm halfway into it,
0: yeah, the the strength has picked up a little bit. Um, I do have another review. Yeah, hey, I mean, as long as it's as boring as the last one, shoot, sure, can't be worse. No, <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> All right, so this is
1: uh, who posted this? Tony Casas. Ooh. A full-time husband, web designer, creative manager, part-time superhero, beer and cigar wait, connoisseur. Wait, wait. Did he say full-time husband? Full-time husband, web designer, creative manager, part-time superhero, beer and cigar
0: connoisseur. Uh, so outside of the state of Utah, is there <laughs> is there such a thing as a part-time husband? <laughs>
1: yes, there is. Oh,
0: all right, just checking.
1: Uh, All right, so he writes, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where is his review? He gives a lot of, okay. Um,
0: Wow,
1: he talks a lot about the cutters and the lighters he's using. He says, as always, I will be using my Cuban Crafters Perfecto dual blade cutter and a standard single flame Calibri butane torch. The first few smokes were very light and flavorful. The taste was that of cedar, strong, complex tobacco, and sweet spices, nutmeg, Ooh. with an almost maple aftertaste. Ooh. the fl- The flavors are very consistent and just right. After a few puffs, the cigar became increasingly strong. One of the first things I noticed was there was no bad after, no bad tobacco aftertaste present after each draw.
0: Mm.
1: I don't know why he's smoking a cigar if he doesn't like tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> It the draw itself. taste like tobacco. <laughs> the draw itself wasn't too big, but quite thick. Does he mean it wasn't open, but tight? I don't know. I don't know. Due to the strength of the cigar, a bigger draw would have been a bit overpowering. Uh-huh. I got a good inch and a half of ash before the first break. What do you
0: think so far? I you think he's a good writer? Yeah, I thought you said it couldn't be worse. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Go on.
1: It's funny. He doesn't talk much about flavors, but he says, uh, Halfway there, one amazing thing about this cigar was the consistency. Halfway through the cigar and the taste and draws are as if I had just been smoking it. Wasn't he just smoking it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The main difference is the strength. The further down you smoke, the stronger the cigar becomes. The burn is perfect, as well as the wrapper at this point. (laughs) The draw is still pretty tight, maybe a bit tighter than I'd like. By this point, I am already feeling a bit lightheaded. It's been a long while since a single cigar hit me this hard. Maybe this is why the cigar was wrapped so tight. (laughs) I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he means. <laughs> you want me to finish reading? Yes, please. I'm, 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 okay. I'm hooked now. I'm hooked. All right. The finish. Again, I took the cigar all the way down to the nub. I would have gone further, but it, but it had to hit this cigar exceptionally hard due to the tight wrapping, and it began taking its toll through heat on my lips. <laughs> the finish was as expected, incredibly strong. This is one of the stronger cigars I've smoked. I actually threw in the towel earlier than I wanted to, due to the heat and strength. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! Didn't you just say <laughs> that he smoked it all the way to the nub? Yes. And he couldn't smoke it anymore because it was too hot to his lips. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, all right. All right. By the time the
1: cigar finished, the wrapper was still in mint condition. As well as the almost perfect burn. Besides the cut oh,
0: and all the lip <laughs> the lip and juice all on the it. Ash. Yeah. <laughs> Besides every aspect of the cigar.
1: It was mint. Over <laughs> Overview, he says. I feel incredibly lucky to get my hands on one of these bad boys. Again, I'm an aromatic smoker. But this is one hell of a cigar. It, its key points have to be the incredibly smooth smoke, great aftertaste, and perfect sweetness. Will I have it again? I really hope so. Would I recommend it? You'd be stupid not to pay top dollar if you could find one of these on the shelf. <laughs> Part-time superhero, Tony Casas. Yeah.
0: full-time moron (laughs) oh oh man sorry i'm sorry that was mean Mm. um i don't know that i've ever experienced the draw on a liga number nine to be too tight or too thick yeah or too thick for that matter (laughs) oh people i think um
1: this is one of my favorite blends. Like I've not had a Liga Number Nine, in a shape or size that I I didn't like, honestly. Yeah. The the T fifty two is a little bit of a more bitter smoke. Like not quite as sweet as the Number Nine. Yeah. And I think although the T fifty two the T fifty two is really good, the Number Nine is probably one of my favorite. That's why I say it's definitely up there in like my top. I said four or five. I'm gonna narrow it down to three or four. Top three or four cigars. I know. I know. This is really good. I'm enjoying this very much.
0: Hey, you know what, Manny? I think that it's... I mean, we mentioned that it was in our top three or four for you. Top three for me. I think it's worth mentioning what your other tops would be.
1: Oh, man. Well, I'm usually a bottom, but let me see. My top cigars would be... Oh, okay. I got you. So, definitely number one. I got to say, the Arturo Fuente Anejo Shark, number 77. Ooh. Or maybe number two. Up. Okay. The other top two are going to be a Cohiba Siglo 6 from Cuba and yes. a Trinidad Lancero from Cuba. Ooh. I mean, I haven't had a ton of cubans, but out of those, the ones that I've had, they're they already
0: automatically So at your the top. cubans made it to the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Well, this is this is going to be tough, manny. This is going to be really tough for me. Um So, it's hard, it's hard to place my number 1 and it, it, it seems it seems foolish of me to lift, to list them all as Drew Estate. And I want to reassure you
1: that this is a safe zone that you're interacting with right here. And that it's okay if you change your mind one day. That your number one could change something else.
0: Oh, it could? Yes. You can oh. leave
1: yourself vulnerable and admit that.
0: Oh, alright. Well, in that case, um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Swishers. <laughs> Backwoods. <laughs> The back backwoods, the aromatic backwoods, yeah, not the berry. Um The grey owl, or whatever that's called, the old owl. <laughs> rusty owl, I think it is. Um, that's it. Yeah Yeah, it's the hooting owl. Yeah. I'm trying to buy some more time to figure out my top three now that I opened up this can of worms on myself. Yeah, you started this. I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. Um probably, top three, go. All Take right. Take your time. I, I would I would put the league of number nine as my number three. Um, I would have to say my number two is going to also be a Drew estate. Which one? Um, and that is going to be. Get ready for this. The Sun Grown, Undercrown Sun Grown. I love that cigar. Really? I yeah, I love that cigar. It's a wow. It's a it's a person. Actually, you know, and I would tie it up for number two. That and honestly, I enjoy it a little better than number nine, which which is also a jurisdiction. Um, is the holy crap? That is a big bug. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but the Florida Sun Grown as well. Okay. The FSG. Um, I tied those both up for number two. I'd wow. say my number one favorite cigar is the uh, Cohiba Maduro Number Five.
1: Which oh, is, the, which uh, is also a Cuban.
0: Havana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. I
1: didn't know you liked the underground sun grown so much.
0: I do, man. I mean, I bought a box of those. Granted, I gifted you. I'm sure quite a few. Um, but. I bought a box of those two Christmases ago and I think I only have one left just because I'm just holding on to it. Like I smoked them like crazy. They were good. And I've I've bought a few of the other sizes as well just to try them out. So, I'm I'm starting
1: to assemble a package to send you, but I don't have I don't have it all together yet. I've got some punch cigars that i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you a punch diablo that i want you to try with me Ooh. I'm, and i gotta stop over because they're not closed yet at uh santiago cigars and
0: get some more santiago cigars Hmm. i still have a couple of your santiago's you sent me in the last package now manny oh, i feel she... like that you did not mention a package that you were assembling for me until i mentioned that i was going to be sending you a package
1: yeah, well, it was, I was humble until I knew that uh, you were announcing your generosity to me.
0: Oh, is that what it was?
1: It was just my humility, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you seem like a really humble guy. Why? Are you, I, oh, are you sending me a package? Yeah. And I mean, not anymore. Because, you know, I feel like i got to help you out by being so humble. What? You know? What? Yeah, sorry.
1: Well, whatever you send me... Uh, Whatever you send me, I'm happy to smoke, and I'm happy to give it a fair, honest uh, judgment, you know? All right, well, <laughs> we'll see. Hey, speaking of dumb things you do with cigars. Pardon? Do you want to hear a story? I, I would like to hear a story. Do you okay, you got to let me tell this. Don't even talk. Shut okay. your mouth. All right. All right, one time you and I snuck out. When we were probably 15, 16, from my house, we smoked cigars. We met up with our friend, whose name rhymes with Dobby.
0: And not from (laughs) Harry Potter. Oh, is that a character? Yeah, we did not gift him a sock. Okay. For some
1: reason... While we were smoking our illegally purchased cheap cigars from CVS, we thought it would be a good idea to remove a fence from oh. government property. <laughs> wait, 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 the wait. F- are you sure this is a good idea? <laughs> the statute of limitations on vandalism has far exceeded
0: where we are now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. you sure about that? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Go ahead. The U and, U U you remember? and Dobby apparently did this. I don't remember this at all. I don't remember ever being there. You were totally there, and no. you were terrified. <laughs> no, Do you remember how me. scared you were? No, I don't remember how scared I was, because I'm pretty sure I wasn't there. <laughs> Dude, you were so scared. So we, we
1: decided to, in the middle of the night, probably like 2 in the morning, in the middle of Connecticut, suburban nope, kids with it, nothing no, better to it was, do. I
0: think it was, a, I think it was Pennsylvania. <laughs>
1: we took uh, a large gate we disassembled it from a a chain link fence that went into government property and we put it across a main road and at the time we thought oh this would be funny let's just pretend like someone put a gate in the middle of the road and see what cars do when they get to the closed gate
0: (laughs) so we took this chain link fence
1: yeah well you know do you remember how like how dumb we were oh yes I fear every day of my life now that I have boys. Ugh. I know. I know. I so dumb. I mean, I could have died, you know, 20 times over. Easy. And this was one of those nights. So, I mean, kind of. But we put the fence across the road. So we, we drug this disassembled section of a, a chain link gate across a main road real quick in the dark when, when no cars were in the road and just... Uh, I think we just stood it up there. was like some sticks or something to prop it up. And... <laughs> <laughs> so then we ran up the trail to the side and watched in excitement to see what would happen when a car comes up and sees, oh, there's a gate across this road. What the now, heck is now, going Manny, on Manny, here? Manny, Manny,
0: Manny, I know that you said that I need to let you share the story. But I feel like if anyone's still listening at this point, just to give them a visual, when you say trail... It was almost like a double-wide driveway. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It it was big enough to drive a car up, so it was technically a driveway, yes. Yes. It was even paved, if I remember correctly. (laughs) I don't think it was paved, but I know that we definitely thought this would be a good place to hide and watch our scheme unfold in laughter. (laughs) And so the three of us young men, because you were definitely there, Um, crouched down in the bushes and watched and sure enough a car was coming down the road and we saw it slow down and it stopped in front of the gate and we're giggling like oh they see there's a gate in the road they can't go any further (laughs) and all of a sudden these spotlights turn on on the top of the car (laughs) and it turns down the driveway we're on and starts driving up the driveway we're on
0: like and we just seem like full speed
1: Oh, it seemed like they were careening down the trail. And we ran. And w- Now, I can tell you my side of the story. Now, our friend, what is his name,
0: Slobby? No, Dobby, I think is what you said.
1: Dobby, Slobby. Slobby ran off. Slobby and he was Dobby. faster. he was faster than any of us. He was always just a little bit better than me in wrestling. So, of course, he took off and beat us and was gone. Now, I noticed that you were running and then you fell... And you ducked uh, to the side of the trail as this car was coming up the trail, and I joined you because I wanted to protect you and I didn't want you to get hurt. And uh, from <laughs> so we were hiding on the side of this trail, and this SUV, which I assume was full of te- like older teenagers or college kids, because you could hear them talking and yelling like, hey, "Who's up there? Let's get him!" <laughs> um, with their spotlights on. They drove up, and they drove right next to us. My heart was beating so bad. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to find us. They're going to beat us up. And we were just hiding in the bushes. And then somehow they didn't see us. And they just backed down the trail and went on their way. (laughs) Did did. we take the fence down that night?
0: Uh, No, they pulled the fence out of the road before they drove away to my – I mean, from what I've heard when you've told this story before. (laughs) (laughs) Not to my memory. Cause I wasn't there. Sure, of course. Oh, that was. I, I, that That's one of the top scariest moments of my life. When you thought, for sure,
1: I might get killed or get beat up really bad right now.
0: Yeah, if I remember correctly, Manny, and I know we might have different versions of the story, but when we decided to run off the trail, I think in our minds we were running into the woods, but there was a chain link fence.
1: Oh, that's right! We hit a fence trying to go to the side.
0: We just ran into a fence. It couldn't have been more than like six feet into the brush that we ran into. (laughs) So we were—I mean, we could have been a matter of like ten feet away from these guys, who, if I remember correctly, were swearing some horrible words. um, They seemed threatening. If we find you, (laughs) we're gonna kill you.
1: (laughs) They did seem a little, a little upset.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know. It's tough, you know? When you start getting older, you start to lose your sense of humor. <laughs> I can relate. Uh, I do feel like the some of the scariest moments of my life, A, was when I was a teenager. B, it had to do with trespassing. <laughs> and C, they were with me. Yeah, yeah, some of them were with you, yes. Yep. The good old days. I, I do have to say, I mean, there's... I feel like our kids are growing up at a different age and time than we were. Um, like, I just feel like our kids don't, like, just run amok like I did when I was a kid. Like, I, I remember, like, even growing up in Florida. I mean, I was probably – this is no joke. <laughs> Me and some friends were playing out in the woods, and I was probably about 10 years old, like, a year into chemotherapy treatment, and my mom and dad would just send us out into the wilderness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, go play. And me and a couple friends were out playing, and we always shot each other with BB guns because that always seemed like a smart thing to do. Um, so we were running around shooting BB guns at each other, and a friend of mine was yelling at us like to run, and we were like, oh, they're trying to trick us. Like One of them were on the other side of the woods, and we weren't really paying attention. And then so we ran to the woods, caught up with them on another street, and they were like, did you guys see that guy? And we are like, what guy? There was some guy with a rifle. We are like, no, there oh. wasn't. Like, whatever. Have I never told you this story? No. Oh, so we were just like, no, it's not true. You guys are, you guys are just trying to scare us. We're like, no, seriously, there's a guy with a rifle. So it was me and other kids that were, you know, 10 years old, like my oldest age, um, that we then decided that we would go and investigate where this guy could have been to prove that, you know, that they were right and I was wrong. That's Um, smart. Yeah, smart move. So we went over there and sure enough, there were um, some little casings to what I now know would have been a twenty-two. Um And a couple of cigarette butts um And we were like Oh crap! And we just started running through the woods Mind you, still had BB guns in our hands And I remember we ran into the street And there was a cop there And there's four of us running around with Little rifles, little BB gun rifles <laughs> And the cop says to us Have you guys seen anyone around here with a rifle? And of course, we all just looked at each other and looked at our BB guns. He was like, no, not BB guns, like an actual rifle. And we told the cop what happened, and the cop went to then investigate the spot. And I remember so clearly running home full speed, BB gun in hand with three of my friends, and my mom was having a garage sale in our driveway. And I told her this entire story, and I remember her response was like, all right, go go on, go play. <laughs> <laughs> Get back out there. Yeah, go on, go have fun. you guys. Oh, you guys are so funny. Go
1: have fun. <laughs> Some guy with a rifle? Sure, whatever. Go on, Chase. Go
0: play in the woods some more. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, now, like, if my oldest came home with his buddies with BB guns (laughs) (laughs) and was like, hey, some guy shot at us, and a cop came and, like, confirmed that's what was happening, and now that cop is investigating where we saw him. Like, we told him where it was, and me not being like, i got to get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Oh. Like, it was just different, Ugh. you know? So, granted, I don't think our kids can get into as much trouble. Um, well, but, I mean, but, is that
1: is that just a difference in times, or is that, like, parental negligence?
0: Well, I mean, I th- I'd say that could also be difference in times, because it wasn't <laughs> like my mom was the only parent that ignored that event. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't... You... <laughs> like, I, I know there are at least three other parents that are like, okay, whatever, <laughs> We didn't ring the bell for you to come home for dinner yet, so go back outside. <laughs> oh, but I mean, it's just, I feel like so different. And, I, and it's not so much that I'm worried about our kids getting, my kids getting into those situations, but it's just like the thought process of like even us as teenagers. Like that story, I remember we originally went to climb over the fence and it fell and we immediately had the idea to put it in the middle of the road. And not one of us out of three of us said, this might be a bad idea. <laughs> We all were like, this is going to be awesome.
1: <laughs> I think I think the funniest part to me about that was the humor was all in the fact that this makes no sense. <laughs> like, not only does putting in the effort to put the gate in the road make no sense, but the fact that there would be a gate in the road makes no sense. And that was hilarious <laughs> to me. And It'd I couldn't pass up that opportunity.
0: I don't even think yeah. we thought about like a car hitting it. I think we just thought about... It would be funny if I was driving to come across a gate in the middle of the road. <laughs> but you know that what? That would you know be what? funny. Yeah, I still like, think that would be Unless you didn't see it and hit the gate. <laughs> but I still think if that happened to me, I'd find some humor in it. <laughs> you mean if you were in heaven or hell? No, I mean like if I hit a gate, like if I was driving down the road tonight... And this is a random chain link gate that I just ran over. I mean, it wasn't going to do any damage. <laughs> like, I would be like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> and strange that it's out here. So Yeah,
1: you're a really dumb kid.
0: Yeah. Nah, it wasn't me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone was, though. That Dobby. Mm-hmm.
1: That dirty
0: Dobby or whatever you're calling him. How's your cigar there, buddy? Oh it is i've got about an inch and a half left and it almost went out on me that might be because i was just storytelling you know yeah just reminiscing you know Hmm. but it's good it's still good man
1: mine is getting
0: stronger i will say that. yep it does have a little extra strength
1: yep yep um, I'm almost to the band. I think I'm almost done. I'll probably keep it going for a little bit more, but I'm almost done.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Well, I think that this is uh slightly better than our last uh episode of The League of Number 9. Oof, after some editing, I hope so. Yeah, it Better be. <laughs> or else we'll have to smoke it again tomorrow night. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> Oh, so what do you say, buddy? What what, what do you uh, what do you think we should smoke next time?
1: Uh I, I say we go for the uh, the CAO Amazon Anaconda.
0: Ooh, I'm I'm up for that. You sure? Yep, I'm sure. Okay. I do have to say I've uh, I do have to make some room in my humidor somehow in this quarantine, I don't know if anyone else that may still be listening an hour and ten minutes in after editing. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> um, but uh but I I don't know if anyone else has this problem of uh finding too many cigars to put in their humidor during this time. You're so spoiled with cigars. I wouldn't go that far.
1: Well, hey man, any last thoughts on this uh
0: terrific stick? Hmm. Delicious Um, I know at the beginning of this podcast, this episode, you mentioned that you would not recommend it for someone or gift it to someone who does not typically smoke cigars. But I also wouldn't say that it's something that a newer cigar smoker shouldn't try. Like, it's not too, so strong that it would, like, scare someone away from it, you know? It could, though. It could. In fact, I think a good way to get into the cigar would be the Coronet's. I don't know if you smoke this in a cornet size.
1: I haven't, but I know a cornet is a little trumpet.
0: Um, no, it's also, well, I mean, it is, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but, Drew, <laughs> but Drew Estate, uh, I guess it was probably about a year and a half ago, released the Liga Number no. 9s, the T-52s. Um, I believe now they have the Undercrown Shades, the Undercrown Maduros, and the Tabak. There may be more, but that's what they released last time I paid attention to it. In coronet sizes, so you get it in a little tin, and they're kind of like the size of like a like a large cigarette. Okay. And it's a great. Oh, I
1: have had those. Yeah. No, I have had those. They're delicious.
0: Delicious. Great way to kind of test out. This is this is a cigar that you would like. Um, actually, my brother-in-law, who, if you're listening to this, who you might be. But, uh, but he, he loves those things. I brought him on a trip to Croatia when he was living in Croatia. And, uh, and he probably smoked one of those a night. And he was someone who did not typically smoke cigars. He had probably only had a few up to that point. But he loved them. So considering it's a stronger cigar, um, yeah, by having it in a smaller size, he was able to, you know, it wasn't too overwhelming for him. You know, what a
1: terrific idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, well, (laughs) big gulps, huh? Big gulps, huh? Well, I guess that concludes it. I think it does. I think you
0: should play us out. And good night. Bing bong.